subtitles on or off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. We're a fan podcast for TV shows and movies, and we just like to chat about all the fun stuff. How you doing, Bailey? I'm doing all right. I had a pretty good week, you know? Yeah, how was your Halloween? Halloween was good. Halloween was good. So I did um, Horror Nights, Halloween Horror Nights. How was it? Oh my God, it was so fun. So I go every year. You know this about me. I think I talked about it last year as well. And this year, it was kind of like pulling teeth to get someone to go with me. But Fallon, our beautiful editor and my roommate, was like, I kind of want to go this year. And I was like, twist my arm. Let's go. (laughs) So we went. It was so much fun. We kind of did the half day pass into the horror nights so we were there when all the houses opened okay so we were able to like get in line pretty quick and usually like I don't people's biggest quarrel with horror nights is that it's expensive and you're literally spending most of the time waiting in line which I get it if that's not your vibe it's not your vibe but like we make the lines fun like get a drink shoot the shit like lines were going by fast like we were just drinking we were talking to people around us like we were just having a great time but yeah some of my favorite houses they had Stranger Things 4 Oh, that sounds cool. I kind of forgot that the most recent season came out after last Last year's. So I was like, are we like, why is there a stranger? I was so confused. I felt like Stranger Things was so long ago, but it was great. There was like Eddie's trailer. It was really cool. Vecna. That's cool. All of it. It was great. I loved it. And then we did The Last of Us, which was the big, like... Oh, shut up. Okay, see, I didn't know anything about Horror Nights. I didn't even know what the themes were. Yeah, so The Last of Us was cool. I wouldn't say it was scary, but it was really fun seeing, like, the little mushroom, the mushroom people, the infected, like, kind of that whole world. Yeah. It was really cool. And then, I mean, there were some other ones. The Exorcist was really scary. Oh, God. They had a whole um, Jordan Peele section, which was really fun. Oh, solid. Um, yeah, but all in all, it was great. They were promoting this new show, actually, that I want to watch. So it's called uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, and it's okay. got Josh Hutcherson in it. Oh, Peter making a comeback. Making a comeback. <laughs> I like saw it. Like so, when you're on the tram, they were playing it because it's a Universal slash Paramount like thing. Okay. And I think it's gonna be on Paramount Plus. Um, and so they were promoting it on the tram. So I was like, we were watching the trailer and I was like, oh, that looks good. I was yeah. like, okay, Jay has Is it like, scary? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So well, it's coming out this year. Yeah. I think, I think it's out already. Oh, okay. I, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. I haven't started it yet, but yeah, it's about animatronics. I don't think you'd like it. Strong. I had a friend in high school that was scared of, um, mascots. How do, how do you feel about mascots? Mascots are a little different. They're still scary, but, like, yeah. it's a little different. I, I really have a problem with, like, yeah, the animatronics is creepy, but also, like, I it's more so the, like, life-size things. Like, when they look like a human. Yeah. Like, because I work in fashion, so everybody always asks me if I have an issue with, like, the dress forms, and I always say no because Ooh. they don't have a head. Yeah, like a little, yeah, oh, but mannequins, no. Mannequins, no. Right. And, like, lifestyles, like, life-size memorial statue type mm. things, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my friend in high school, not a fan of mascots. And we were in color guards. So we would go to football games a lot. Okay. So a lot of mascots. A lot of mascots. <laughs> and she would literally like cover her eyes. Like we would have to like block her. We'd be like, yeah. hey, it's coming. Like, <laughs> like she hated it. It was actually really sad, but it was, it was fun. It, yeah. That is kind of sad. But also <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like, I feel like mascots, like at least you know that there's a real person in there. Yeah. I think that's what she didn't like about it though. Oh yeah. That's a little like unknown territory. Yeah. Like it's giving Barney. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, so Halloween was great. Uh, we went to a party. We did. We were the cheetah girl. Cheetah girl. Cheetah-licious. Oh, it was so fun. Everyone loved our costumes. Oh, we were the hit of the party. Let's be real. Um, Everyone loved it. Everyone knew exactly who we were right away, except for our Uber driver. (laughs) 
<laughs> he asked if we were the Teletubbies. Stop. <laughs> I'm just like, in what world? And then later, like, we were talking about the Wiggles. And then yeah. one of our friends who was another cheater girl was like, I would rather be mistaken for the Wiggles <laughs> like, than the Teletubbies. Are you kidding me? Teletubbies is outrageous. Also, like, we didn't have, we had, like, our cheetah girls' headbands on. We didn't have, like, the sticking out, like, stem things that the Teletubbies had. Yeah, or the TVs in our stomachs. Uh, like, like, pay <laughs> attention. Sorry, that what? man just wanted to do us so dirty, and he was like, Teletubbies, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Brutal. But we had a good time. We had a nice little Halloween weekend party with some friends, and it was, like, chill and fun and... Yeah. All the good stuff. And then I came over on Halloween and we watched some scary movies. Yep. Just like a nice quiet night. Because it's on a Tuesday. Like. Random. Yeah. What are we doing? Pass out candy. You know, just chill. Chill, chill, chill. The chill vibe. What's your fave Halloween candy? <sighs> Probably like a... Mm. I mean, chocolate for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, there were Milk Duds at the party we went to. Yeah, the, the mini oh. boxes. Yeah. I was, I'm such a Milk Duds girly. So I would I would say Milk Duds. But I feel like those are rare. Like I. They are. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. So I never had those growing up. I feel like I don't remember, but um, definitely a Twix. Give me mm-hmm. a mini, a fun size. Mm-hmm. Give me a Twix. Like Snickers. I was a sn- Snickers, I like Snickers, 100%. Little Milky Way moment. Oh, the Reese's Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite Reese's um, shape? The original? Like the original? Like you're yeah. not like, you don't like the Easter egg? Eh. The egg the egg is the best. I stand by that. The egg is so, pretty solid because it's so the, big. The ratio of chocolate yeah. to peanut butter is good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Anyway, but I like sound off in the comments what your favorite Reese's shape you is. You know what's really a problem is the the mini minis that are unwrapped in the bag. Oh, yeah. I, don't I like, just yeah. I'll, I'll munch on that. Yeah. You know, okay, same bag, pretzel M&M's. Oh. You ever had the pretzel M&M's? I don't, I don't think so. They're M&M's, they're like peanut M&M's, but they're like pretzel inside, and they're oh. crunchy and salty, and goodness. Hot take, I don't like peanut M&M's. No, I don't either. Okay. I feel like anyone that tries to say those are the same as Reese's is just like... No. Peanuts and peanut butter are very, very different, different things. I'm also like, I'm not really, like, I love a trail mix, but I've never been like a nut in dessert girl. Like, Same. don't put nuts on my cheesecake. I don't even like the drumsticks with the little nuts on top. Yeah. Don't put nuts in my salad either. I don't like a Oh, a see, salad. I'll do a nut in a salad. Nope. Well, because well, like, like, like an almond? Yeah. I do a trail mix. I do like a walnut, almond, cranberry pistachio like trail mix thing and i put that in my salad instead of croutons it just gives mm, a little, little crunch much. all right <laughs> to each their own <laughs> i respect it though i'm just saying not in dessert yeah i feel that um and then we got unfortunately some really sad news this past weekend yeah um matthew perry passed away on saturday at the age of 54 that was devastating um shocking devastating and like really sad to see what everybody was saying um obviously a lot of positive about his time on friends and like who he was to us but a lot of people were really going in on his history and um his health and everything and I just I don't know he's been sober for so long Mm -hmm. and he's so outspoken about it and he's a mentor and like helps other people and now everybody's like just calling it an overdose and mm-hmm. it's like, no, let's just, let's not 
do his name like that. Yeah. And it was like, it hasn't even, like, it, at the time it hadn't even been like 24 hours. 24 hours. Yeah, no. It's just like, let's, let's calm down a bit. Have you been seeing all of these posts, like excerpts from his book or whatever, but like things he wants to be remembered for? And, <sighs> like he wrote this whole section of like, when I die, like I know everyone will just be saying friends, friends, friends. And that's great. I'm so happy I created something that people love and talk about. He's like, but I want to be remembered for like the people I helped and the stuff that I did. Mm. Because he was, like you said, really big on like helping other people with sobriety. Like he opened up a sober living home, like all these things. And it's just, oh God, it's so devastating and uh, very unfortunate. I think there was also a video clip that came out from again when he was promoting his book or whatever and he said you know when I die I think people will be shocked but I don't think they'll be surprised mm. and that is so and I honestly I that's what I, I think I said that to you the day we found out I was like I'm so sad I'm so shocked but like of all of them I'm not surprised it was him right. you know what I mean and that could go along with his history and that wasn't me saying I think he overdosed it's just like he's had a rough life yeah his heart's not doing great his health probably isn't the best so it's just like oh god it's so sad <laughs> yeah really sad um I feel like I can't watch friends the same yeah Oh we we did watch an episode the day that we found out and it was so sad and just like yeah, I mean, like you said, like, Friends is probably, like, the biggest thing that he's known for, but that's how we, like, fell in love with him, and, like, he's so, he was so funny and so great, and he put such a spin on that character that, like, was so unique, mm -hmm. and it's just, you can't replicate it. We were also talking, a little bit of a tangent here, but we were talking with somebody about how, was it our Uber driver? Oh. We're talking about how a bunch of shows are like getting remade now. Oh, like, yes, it was our Uber driver. <laughs> it was our Uber driver. And it was like with Girl Meets World and like Fuller House. Fuller House, yeah. even like Raven's Home. Uh -huh. Like, and those are like kind of kid family shows. But we were kind of talking about how, you know, it's interesting that they didn't do that with friends. And honestly, I'm just so glad that they didn't. It doesn't need it. It doesn't. It's so classic. And like, you and I have seen every single episode multiple times and we were watching an episode the other day like kind of in memory of Matthew Perry and we were laughing at every single joke I was laughing so hard like it's it was so the first funny. time I watched it like it's it such a timeless show and it's really just so special and I love that they just left it as is like mm -hmm. they got a full 10 years out of it and like it's amazing don't touch it yeah it's um heartbreaking i don't know yeah oh and then the tiktoks aren't making it better now people are doing edits no i don't need it it's so bad jessica if you can stay off of it because i broke down crying today because I, I saw one it was like i won't say i won't say the whole thing because whatever but it was a scene in friends when they're all kind of like in the coffee shop and phoebe's like well it's been so long since the six of us have been together and monica is like Phoebes, we're all together right now. And Rachel goes, uh, Mon, Chandler's not here. And it was like, they like edited it to like a really sad song <sighs> moment, Stop. which in the episode, it was really funny because Monica and Chandler are married. And it's like, how do you forget that your husband's not here? But like when like Rachel said like, Mon, Chandler's not here. And then, and then it did a montage of Matthew Perry. And I was like, stop. And I sobbed. Yeah. I was sobbing. <laughs> 
I, the Sunday Scaries post of the photos of him from (sighs) Friends. I know. Where, like, and I told you when I saw it, I was like, this is so sad. And then I saw it again later, and I just cried. Yeah. It's so, it's just this photo of Joey in the Lazy Boy and next to Chandler's empty Lazy Boy. And it's just because Chandler moved in with Monica, like, from the scene. But to just look at him (laughs) sitting there looking at the empty chair just broke my heart um, and I'm going to cry right now. So we're going to move on. We just wanted to say our piece and just like how much we loved him. And um, it's, it's really sad that he passed away. Yeah. Okay. On to brighter horizons. I watched something really funny this week. <laughs> okay. So oh, vibe check. <laughs> switching it up. Okay. Um, they released Jennifer Lawrence's new movie, No Hard Feelings, on Netflix. Uh-huh. Did you watch it? Yes, I watched it. I was laughing my ass off. Really? So I heard this movie was funny, and I was really hoping it would live up to the hype. And I, again, I don't want to hype it up too much. It's not, like, the f- funniest movie ever. But for, like, I want to almost call it, like, I don't want to f- fully say it's her comeback, but she hadn't done a movie in a minute. She took a break. She had a baby. Yep. All this stuff. And well, she, she comes out with a comedy. Yeah hysterical i mean she did great the last thing she did was that uh it was mother right no um the it's not aliens it's the end of the world don't look up yes thank you yes 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 but very different role so yeah and comedy i don't know that she's done a full full comedy before i can't say she has so that's interesting how was she she was so funny really so funny and there were just moments in it where i was like did she so there's like a she does a full nudity scene and it's so funny but i'm sitting there and i'm like is that her like did she fully do this and i looked it up and like that's jennifer lawrence is naked like committed (laughs) like when i say naked like full full frontal frontal, everything okay but it's such a funny it's so fucking funny oh my god i I need to watch this movie i watched an interview with her talking about it because i think initially it got a lot of flack because i feel like people didn't understand it yeah but the way that she was talking about it i was like wait this sounds amazing this sounds hilarious yes so i knew because when i remember they were promoting a trailer just the basic storyline is these parents hire her an older woman so she's like in her 30s to basically de-virginize <laughs> yeah de-virginize their 19 year old son going to college like, ridiculous he ha- doesn't do anything he doesn't have a life he doesn't have friends he doesn't know how to talk to girls so they basically wanted him to like meet someone to break him out of his shell so that he can be more social still not okay but that was kind of the premise but yes it was like yo de-virginize him essentially <laughs> ridiculous for a car like she just needed a car she needed money all this stuff i think people would just like look at that and we're like that's really fucked up which in hindsight yes it is but like there was obviously a twist. Like it's mm. not that that it's not that serious. Okay. Like okay. it's a comedy. Like it's funny, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. like is also morally in in a good way. Like, okay. Okay. Because I go also going into it, I was like Jennifer Lawrence was he- like produced it. She was heavily involved in it, and I'm like I knowing her as a person, I don't think she would do like a, basically a sexual harassing like yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. non-consensual you know? yeah weird like parents involved yeah. Is weird. yeah 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 so there there's a fun twist in it but also just absolutely hysterical man i love that it was so good and that's 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 me that's how you watch are you yeah. still watching goosebumps i am i gotta fully, catch up on that fully caught up on goosebumps now so we're fully caught up and then now it's just like weekly releases it comes out on fridays oh, okay okay so that's a little un, you know, I don't love that because it ends in cliffhangers. Yeah. 
So well, I was I was telling my coworkers about it because we were talking about like what to watch for like spooky season or whatever. Yeah. And I was telling my coworkers about it. Tell me why I just full sent told them that Paul Rudd was in it. <laughs> Not you getting Justin Long and Paul Rudd yeah. confused. <laughs> That's on me. Hey, but like I get it. They got so excited when I told them Paul Rudd was in it. <laughs> Imagine they go to watch him. They're like, I've been deceived. <laughs> I've been lied. To. She lies. <laughs> so funny. I'm still watching Money Heist. I'm on season three. Okay. Very interesting. Very different. Season three is really good because like Rio's captured and they're like doing this other heist Mm -hmm. to like get him out. But it took like four months to plan the heist. And I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, And then I watched this really cute movie that I don't know if you've seen before, but if you haven't, I think you would really like it. It's called The Hating Game. Mm, Okay. Have you seen it? With um, Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale. I have not seen the movie, but I read the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, how was the book? It was cute. Okay. Yeah. I just thought you would really like it because it's like a great enemies to lovers mm-hmm. moment. And it's got all the things. Like, I don't think this is a spoiler because it's just like you kind of know what you're getting into. But it's got like enemies to lovers, great banter. It's got... um takes care of them when they're sick mm-hmm. it's got weekend away one hotel room left mm-hmm. with one bed <laughs> it's got like a lot of like back and forth like i hate you i'm into you i hate you again because like i have always hated you and i don't really understand who you yeah. are as a person and i like hate that i'm into you still. yeah yeah and it's like what are we doing i personally like it's it's no like groundbreaking film or whatever mm-hmm. but i personally really enjoyed it it was really steamy i was like mm-hmm. i am into this <laughs> yeah no i don't know why i didn't watch the movie i think i don't i don't know i think i saw the trailer and i was like i don't know about their chemistry see it's yeah i i had seen the trailer but i feel like the reason i full sent it this week i, I only watched it while i did my nails i wasn't yeah. that invested but like i had been seeing clips on tiktok and i was like hmm and then yeah their chemistry actually is really fun okay okay cute all right yeah and then we watch veronica morgan let's talk about it because (laughs) i'm sorry okay so we're on season two episode 10 now is this the mid-season cliffhanger or like yeah situation i i mean at least okay we got some expansion on the meg situation we got a lot of expansion. <laughs> you could say the full expansion with closure. Stop. It's the, like, let's just talk about it. Like, we're just we're jumping. We're jumping. We're jumping. The absolute ridiculousness of Meg is talking to Veronica and is like, if I don't make it. Like, you're fully healthy. Like, you look fine. I mean, she just came out of a coma, but like, yeah. Yeah. But like, just... What a weird thing to say if so I weird. don't make it. So she's pregnant. We found that out. Make sure, you know, the baby doesn't go into adoption or whatever. And then nothing. The whole episode and then the ending. She's dead. Well, and not just she's dead, but Keith just go- comes in and goes, Meg died. <laughs> it's giving. And just like that, big, big died. died. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that and also what just floored me was literally the opening scene of the episode veronica's at school at lunch very public duncan comes up to her and is like hey babe blah, 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 you know and um she's just like meg's pregnant just 
says it. Also, like, why why are we waiting until school the next day? Why are we waiting until lunch at school the next day? Like, and he literally said, I thought I was going to see you last night. As in, like, yeah, go talk to him about this at home, like, outside of school right away. Immediately. You leave the hospital. You go, knock, 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 Duncan. <laughs> did you know? Did Meg you know? And this boy just sits there and he goes, yeah, I know. He said, so nonchalant. I know. What? I can't and then dick comes by how does dick know anything and dick's like oh y'all don't know meg's awake <laughs> who told him why does he know and I that was know. his only scene the whole episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're totally past the little casablanca's family drama like like it's just i i don't get it so funny and then veronica's like I think we should go see her. And she like makes these visitor passes and shit. I was like, Veronica. Like we like what? Why? Okay. Did they say, I don't remember. Did Duncan specify when he knew? Okay. I was just about to ask you the same thing because I was like, did he know like before the accident and like was just dating Veronica? Not that he needs to like break up with Veronica, but like ignoring the situation that Meg is pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping he like just found out. I feel like he would have surely would have told Veronica within all this time. Like Yeah, I feel like he probably found out sometime while Meg was in the hospital, like with the doctors and stuff. Oh, maybe he said he found out in the letter because she was asking oh, to go right. live with the aunt. I think that was it. When he read the letter. Oh, he did say something about that. Yeah. I just didn't really pay attention. Well, and then he goes to Veronica, he's like, This doesn't concern us. And she said, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it does. It does. She's like, you're illegitimate child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, it. I mean, it doesn't involve her in the sense that she's dating Duncan, but it almost doesn't even really involve Veronica. It's like, yeah, Dun- like Duncan, your, your girl's pregnant. Like, what? Yeah, well, happening? and he's like trying to ignore the whole situation and not telling Veronica. And then later on, when Meg tells them that her parents want her to give the baby up for adoption he's like well do i have any say i'm like since when did you want a say right also how does meg know this already like did her parents know before the accident that she was pregnant no i i just feel like meg's been awake for a minute Mm now okay and then she sees veronica at the hospital and like what everything is is fine now like she wasn't being a bitch to veronica then i'm like well she she kind of said exactly your theory of like she knew she was pregnant. She knew she was pregnant. Yeah. She was just bitter and like hated Veronica and stuff. Yeah. The thing that was really so funny to me, and it's not that funny, but it's just like the way that she, she looks, Meg looks at Duncan and she's like the sinner who knocked up their daughter. <laughs> I was like, what? And then, yeah, she says that weird thing to Veronica about like, if I die, don't give it to this adoption agency and don't let my parents keep it. Yeah. Like that's what, why did you put this on Veronica? I'm just like, leave this girl alone. Put that shit in writing. Yeah. And like, what is Veronica going to do now? Veronica's going to fight her parents on like her, her word. Yeah. I'm also like, you're the mother. They can't force you or the, or no. the baby to do anything or go anywhere. Like, yeah, no, her parents just want her to send it to like this specific adoption agency. That's mm. all like religious and tough love right, right, and right. stuff. Like go through a different adoption agency. There's a, a lot of loving parents that want your baby. Yeah. And she also doesn't want the baby to stay with her parents because of how they obviously abusive treat their children. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that'll be great. And now Meg is dead, but the baby's <laughs> fine. It's a girl. Congrats, Duncan. Like, <laughs> Daddy Duncan. Um, Daddy Duncan. I'm. He- I want him gone. I'm like, I want him to like kidnap this baby and leave. <laughs> what is he gonna do with a baby? Him Be and Veronica father. could not even co-parent their flower <laughs> child. Oh, I guess it wasn't a bag of flowers, a doll, but whatever. Yeah, he just like put it like would face down. I can't. <laughs> okay, and then Veronica gets jury duty. Yeah. I just feel like they took that way too seriously. Way, way too seriously. And I'm like, in what world would a jury elect an 18-year-old to be the foreman? Also, who I didn't understand who that guy was that was like basically leading the charge on everything, but he was also like just a juror. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you want to be this leadership, this point person being like, we should teach her some civic duty. And like, he literally like started reading out the facts and like, yeah. Just really taking charge. I'm like, you do it. Like, you look like you want to own the place. Yeah. I'm like, you're already leading it, and you're also just, like, being a dick to everybody yeah. all the time. I mean, honestly, I'm so glad he wasn't it, obviously, because his say didn't affect anything. But, like, yeah. I loved – I mean, it was a cool storyline. I liked how they advocated for, like, different races and stuff and, and all that, but – it was just, it felt like a filler storyline. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. It didn't progress any of the other storylines that we've been having going on. And it's also like, Veronica knows so much about like investigations and the law and stuff. It was honestly kind of silly that it took them that long to figure it out. Yeah. Because as soon as the whole thing went down and I was like, okay, Veronica's got jury duty, like whatever. But then they were making such a big deal out of it and like laying out the details of the case or whatever. And I was like, Oh, Veronica's going to figure it out. Like that's yeah. how the storyline is going to go. It just took them fucking forever. Yeah. And it almost like Veronica had to be convinced to look further into the, the story. Yeah. Like she was straight up just like, yeah, convict. Like I don't care. Yeah. She's not even the one that held out in the first vote. Yeah. Which is so unlike her. Yeah. So I don't know. It was so weird. It was so weird. Then she was like getting, getting threatened because people knew she was a jury on this like case. And it's just like, first of all, you're not supposed to know who is the jury on what case. Like how did that become public knowledge? But then that goes back to what we were talking about last week is like, how does, how, like, does everyone not know who she is? Like all these other jurors in the room, like, do they not know who she is? So yeah, they keep talking about how small Neptune is. It's like, prove it. (laughs) <laughs> Why don't y'all know each other? Yeah. Crazy. Speaking of someone we know, Leo <gasps> came back. Yep. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I kind of forgot about that whole storyline. Yeah. Logan and the tapes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was funny when Leo was like, Keith, do me a favor. Give your daughter my best. Or he was like, do you mind? Uh-huh. He was like, do you mind giving your daughter my best? And Keith was like, I do mind, but I will. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's gross. I'm just like, what? It's, I think I probably already said this before, but it's giving like Parrish and Lydia in Teen Wolf, like when people were trying oh, to yeah, 100%. get together. I'm like, high school girl, deputy. He's like 25. And, yeah. But remember Keith like low-key signed off on it? Keith like kind of liked him. It's so weird. It's and I, really weird. The only thing that makes sense is just because, like, because Veronica is over 18. That it's like, sure, it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing about this whole jury situation is it's like, I don't even know what grade she's supposed to be in, but I'm like, how are you, I guess like, not how, but I know that there are 18 year olds that are still in high school based on like when your birthday is and shit, but I guess I didn't realize that she would be a senior. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, she's 18 and going to jury duty and like all this stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe I'm just not remembering the lady that went up to her and said, I work at this college and you should apply. Maybe that whole, the, right. the jury duty storyline is probably to progress like where she's going to go to college and what she's going right. to major in. Were things different 20 years ago? Cause college applications were in way before Christmas. True. So, yeah, not sure. But yeah, so Leo stole the tapes, Aaron Eccles and Lily sex tapes, and then Logan bought them off of him and destroyed them. And did you hear this? They basically said that, like, they can't convict now? Yeah, but, like, everyone's like, well, they can verbally testify, and they're like, well, it's it's really not the same. So does that just mean Aaron's going to come out of jail? Like, What? I don't know, because I'm like, I guess, ooh, okay, I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking about it harder now. I feel like, because the base of the case is that Aaron killed her because she found the tapes. Uh-huh. And so it's not just like he killed her like out of anger or out of like a lover's spite or whatever. It's like over this thing, and this thing is now gone. Yeah. Well, also, Lily had to have been a minor. So that's oh, 100%. like. So they were trying to prove it. Yeah. yeah. It's also like considered child pornography as well. Right. So they were trying to prove that like the tapes were. Yeah. yeah. And then Logan just destroyed them. So now. Why Aaron did he watch them? I don't know. I would not. Never. <laughs> the Never. fuck? He's traumatized. He's sitting there just weeping. Crying. And like, well, it got me thinking that I forgot that he hadn't seen them. Seen it. Because Duncan and Veronica were the people that found the tapes. Right. I could see, like, turning one on and, like, just trying to figure out if it was real. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to see it to believe it. But once you see the bed, let's turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> what? Once you see, like, one per. I mean, obviously, we're not watching a full sex tape, like, on this Veronica Mars TV show. They just mm-hmm. show, like, Lily and Aaron kind of rolling around in bed before things really get hot and heavy. And so it's like, okay, yeah, let me just see the first two minutes or not even like, let me just see the first frame to confirm that like my dad and my, this is so disgusting. Yeah. My dad and my girlfriend Girlfriend. were in bed together (laughs) and then turn it off and turn it off. Yeah. He watched the whole thing. He also called Lily the love of his life. And I'm like, that was a lot. That's much. You were 15. That's a bit much. And obviously the best part of the episode Wallace returned. Wallace came back. It was so sweet. I almost cried because like. Yeah, I was so Veronica excited. just got this really sad news that Meg is dead. And then knock on the door and we're both sitting there because we watched it together. And it was like, is it Duncan? Is it Logan? Yeah. And then we're like, Wallace. <laughs> and they, he just like comforted her. And it was just, oh, it was honestly the best ending to the episode. I was so happy that Wallace is back. It was so nice. But it was like a really quick ending. Like he just came in and they like just hung out basically. Yeah. Um, and I, l- I love their friendship so much, but I'm also like, Wallace, you got some explaining to do. You got some explaining to do. Where you been? What have you been up to? How's your dad? How's uh-huh. your mom? Like what's going on? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I concur. I can't wait till the next half of the season. Cause I'm like, Wallace, my guy, what have you been up to? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also Tessa Thompson. Oh yeah. Where's she been? Is, was a regular. She was in the credits and then she's gone. So I'm like, well, we'll get back to that as well. Now that Wallace is back. Cause like it, I, it makes sense. If Wallace isn't even in town, what is her name? Tessa you know, Thompson. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> uh, Tessa Thompson. Jackie. Yeah, there it is. 
um, Jackie and Veronica are like going to steer clear of each other. So it makes sense that we haven't seen her, but like now yeah. that Wallace is back, we'll maybe we'll wrap that but up. But I would as well. think if they wanted to actually bring her in as a series regular, they, she should have storylines that don't, that aren't always around Wallace. And so clearly maybe she's not going to become a series regular. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like she could have been stirring up shit with Veronica while Wallace was gone. That's true. If it was like really a main character or like expanding on her dad's storyline with the sheriff and the gambling and all of that. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like this show just like has all these storylines that like don't tie into anything else. And then they drop them for like six episodes. I also constantly forget that like we're in for a ride because this show got canceled and yeah. then they did a movie and then they got rebooted like 10 years later. Yeah. And then I also hear the ending of that is not great either. So like, I just oh, really? feel like we're yeah, doomed. What, what are we doing? But we're here. <laughs> you know what we're not doing is we're not taking a break. So like that, like we said, like in real time, like when this show was released, this episode that we just talked about was like a mid season yeah. situation. Um, we will be continuing next week. So can't wait to see where we pick up. Please review, uh, like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're on Spotify, we have a poll and a question for each episode. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think. And speaking of what you think, let us know in the comments on our socials. We're at we're at Subtitles on our podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And we're at S-O-O-O podcast on X. And we just want to chat with you and keep the good vibes going. Keep the vibes vibing. Okay, this week we're talking about Molly's Game with Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, Kevin Costner. Great cast. So good. This So this movie came out in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was written by Aaron Sorkin yep. and directed by. It was his directorial debut. Debut, but he also wrote Moneyball, Social Network, um, a lot of great, like... He wrote West bio- Wing. We call these biopics? Sure. Yeah. Because they're like based on true stories. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they're not like about a person. Yeah. Anyways. He wrote a few good, a few good men as well. He mm-hmm. wrote a lot. He's very talented. Yeah, he's great for sure. I don't think I realized until I found out that he wrote this movie and then heard about his past movies that he had written. And I was like, oh, I really like your dialogue. Like, I like the way he writes a screenplay. Mm-hmm. But, but like Social Network and Molly's Game Alone, I'm just like so good yeah 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 so good the 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 dialogue it's incredible i really love this movie um you were telling me about it a couple weeks ago and you were so excited and i was like i fucking love this movie yes so a couple weeks ago i was on tiktok and i saw a clip of the iconic opening scene of this movie okay and when i say a clip some guy was sitting on his bed with his little laptop screen and said everybody needs to see like this beginning scene and if it doesn't make you want to watch this whole movie what's wrong with you and that's what it said it didn't really say what movie it was i had no idea so i'm just watching it it's talking about the whole like you know i ask everybody what's the worst thing that could happen in sports and and it's just going through all these things and she's like throwing out stats and stats and she's like this has nothing to do with poker but just like everything and i'm like what is this and i'm watching it and then of like course it like ends with her being like whoever 
She's like, whoever answered that the worst thing that can happen in sports is getting fourth place in the Olympics. Seriously, fuck you. Yeah. She's like, damages her back. Like, her whole Olympic career is done. And that's, then this, the, the TikTok stopped. And I was like, I have to watch this movie right now. And it was like midnight. And I was like, <laughs> I have to watch it. So I rented it. I turned it on. Because I had never seen this movie. And I was telling you about it, and you were like, this is a great movie. It's a great movie. What are you talking about? How have you never seen it? It's definitely lesser known for some reason, because, like, the cast is huge. Like, I just listed off. The names are huge. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's never talked about. Like, I literally, I watched this during quarantine, I remember, because it was like, I had seen, fuck Kevin Spacey, but I had seen, like, Kevin Spacey's 21 about Blackjack. I had seen, like, it's kind of in the realm of, like, oceans and like Mm -hmm. heisty and poker and like all this stuff so I just turned it on during quarantine I didn't watch a trailer I hadn't heard of it before I just like kind of I don't know I clocked the vibe and I saw Idris Elba was in and I said okay turn it on (laughs) full send like full send I you don't need to tell me anymore say less and so yeah great movie I really love the way that it's based off of a true story and the fact that it's based off of the true story like basically the memoir or the book, which is also talked about in the movie. But I really like movies like this that are kind of narrated and have a point of view, a very specific point of view. And she's telling us the story from her perspective. And I really like the way she speaks and her, her dialogue is very smart. And she's like, she's smart and sassy, but like in, she's sassy in a smart way. Do you know what I mean? Like where you don't really know that you're being, you know, insulted. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, she's also insulting herself. Like, it's very self-deprecating yep. in, in certain areas. It, but she's also just being 100% truthful. Like, one, there's one time she says, I think it's later on in, like, when she's talking to, like, the FBI, like, in court or whatever. And she basically says, I'll tell you whatever you want to know about me and what I did. Yeah. Because I did break the law. I'll tell you that. But everybody else, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. So she was always very upfront about this is where I went wrong. And she says it in the, I agree, I really like the narration of it, how we got the voiceover. And she says it as you're watching these scenes play out. She's like, that's when I lost the game. And that's when I broke the law. Yeah, that one decision changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it was truly incredible. And Jessica Chastain can do no wrong. I love her. And she did absolutely fantastic as Molly Bloom. Like, incredible yeah I first of all she's so gorgeous yep but she she really did do fantastic and I really like even through everything that she did which like is kind of not kind of it was illegal and the, the other mistakes that she made but the way that she stood for trying to do the right thing at each step and like incorporated her business paid taxes paid her employees like she did she didn't have sex with any of them. She didn't like exploit Mm -hmm. the whole thing. And then like till the very end, she would only name who was named in the deposition that already happened. That was already named to the media. That was given by someone else. By someone else. Right. Thank you. And it's just like, she really stuck to her guns and she was like, I am going to try to do the right thing at every step of the way and like protect these people, but also protect me. Cause she was saying like, I could, this would destroy families. Like you're talking about text messages where men say that they like never wanted kids and like hate their wives and like, it's horrible. And she protected them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and then of course everybody questioned why she protected them. And I love the way she said, she was like, well, 
I'm protecting me too. Like I'm protecting me and my name and what I stand for. Yeah. And that was her whole MO. That was one of my favorite scenes. It's later towards the end because Charlie, her lawyer is really trying to get her to hand over the hard drives, every copy of every text message, every email, like everything from people who were at the games to reveal like, that's all the FBI wanted. They don't care that she broke the law for, what was it, two, like, three months or six months or something? Like, yeah. she only started taking part of the pot late, like, the very end. Yeah. And that's all they wanted. They don't care really what she did, but they were threatening her for 10 years or whatever just to hand over names. And he was like, why are you protecting them? He was like, where are they? Your friends that you're protecting that you won't hand over names. Like, where are they? Are they here to offer you to buy you a sandwich to house you? She had no money. The FBI took everything. And I love that he was, because he was, he didn't, this was before she said, like, I'm not protecting them. I'm protecting me. But he was literally like, I don't understand yeah. why you're doing this. Why are you protecting these people that clearly don't give a shit about you? And yeah, and she said, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. And then there was a great line. She was like, it's my name. It's the only one I'll have. And he goes, now you read the crucible. That was so good. (laughs) I loved him as a character for sure. I really liked the parallels between him and his daughter and her and her dad, which we'll get into her dad. I definitely forgot Kevin Costner was in this movie. Yep. Yeah, I really liked him as a character. I really liked watching him try to figure her out. Yeah. And like, he was like, I am, I'm not going to be your lawyer, but I'll help you through this like one thing. And then he just, <laughs> this switch back and like, he, he kept yeah. switching with the bodyguard. I was like, homeboy, just sit next to her. Just yeah. talk to her. Like you obviously have questions. And so that was so funny. And then he just stood up in court and was like, yeah, I'm her lawyer. Yeah. Cause he figured out that she was telling the truth, that she wasn't involved with the, um, mafia and that. Because his whole thing was like, how much did you get for this book? Like, because he was thinking that she was making money off of this whole thing. Yeah. And then he found out they're like, oh, like, maybe you do have a good character. Like, you know. Yeah, because she was like, well, they offered me like $1.2 million to basically name all the names. And she wouldn't. Yeah. So she only got 35000 which yeah. you can blow through that pretty quick. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to sort of the beginning and like the how she got into gambling, the poker game. Yeah. So she like, she, this is also really cool. Like, well, first I have a question. Did you know anything about this story? No. Before? No. I didn't either. I had no idea. And apparently it was not like a big, big deal, but like there are real life celebrities that are named like this is a true story. And like, I don't know how this isn't a bigger deal. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the real people. Yeah. I can't wait. But before we get into that, so she was an Olympic skier, like, or she was like yeah. on her way to the Olympics, which is just insane. And so she completely had to, she got injured, completely had to reinvent herself and just moved to LA in a gap year from college and got a job as an assistant to a shitty ass producer, which I'm sure so many people have the same story of like, yeah, worked for an asshole. And then she just got invited to, or not invited. She was like, Hey, you're working this underground poker game. And then that got the ball rolling. And it really just showed how smart she was because she was like putting everything together. And then she was researching all these terms that she didn't know. And she was just really picking up on, like, big business, big money. Like, 
she knew how to play the game. And then she started recruiting other players and she started recruiting like girls to work and she knew where to find people. She knew how to do it on the down low. And she was just so smart. Like she figured everything out. Yeah. Well, I guess what even started that was she got like tipped. Like someone was just like, oh, here's like a thousand dollars. And she's like, uh-huh, excuse me? Okay. I'll keep coming back. And then she's like, now I'm going to, I'm going to be the best damn person here that knows everything. And, and I wants to run this shit essentially. Yeah. Well, and he was such an idiot too. He was like, are you keeping track of the bets? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, where's the paper? She's like, spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Strong did so good in this. He's <laughs> such an asshole. I just see him as Kendall Roy I know. in Succession. And I'm just like, God, you're, it's so fitting. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, and then he, her boss, which this was so shitty because he's just like, you're making enough here. I'm going to stop paying you. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I love when she said, I'm sorry, you're threatening or you're going to stop paying me for my real job and because I'm making more money at my second job that I have to do. But if I quit my first job, I don't have my second job. Yeah. (laughs) She was spitting facts, but like. Well, and he was just like, well, you you make enough money. Like, it's fine. And she's like, well, no, I. I'm not going to pick up your dry cleaning for free. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, I hated him. Um, But then, like I said, she was so smart. So she picked that game up and took it herself. My question to you. So I'm watching this movie and I'm just thinking, couldn't be me. Like, could, could you like... I maybe it's just because I find celebrities completely superior to me, <laughs> mm. even though I'm fully aware they're just people. I've mm-hmm. met a lot of them. I've mm-hmm. had normal conversations, but I think a room full of men at that time, those actors specifically, I don't think I could have done it. I don't have enough confidence in me as a person to like flirt with them or like do any of the stuff that she did. And I'm just wondering, like, do, how, how do you, do you think you could do it? I think so. I love that. Because, I love like, that. I, and the way that she did it, too, is, like, she, she played the first couple games, like, pretty simple. It wasn't until she got a little bit more comfortable that she started, like, being kind of flirty and, like, picking up on the game and, like, chatting with them. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so I feel like she really, like, grew into that. But also, like, it is fun to just flirt and, like, kind of play these men and we'll get into like the very end scene with her dad talking about having power over powerful men. Yeah. Um, which like give me a therapist. It just gives me all the answers. <laughs> and so, but then to have, I think also the money yeah. is like part of what gave her the balls to do what she did because like, I don't know, like you don't want to turn down that income. Like, let me figure out a way to keep this good thing going. Yeah. So that's true. She was a little reserved at the very beginning. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I put out my little cheese platter and I like set up my spreadsheet yeah. and like I, she was doing her job. Yeah. And then, yeah, once she had like met the guys a few times and got a little bit more comfortable, she would like start chatting. I think she also realized like, oh, they're like, they're low key fucked up. Like they, they yeah. are just human and they're doing bad stuff and they have addictions and all this stuff. And she's just like, mm, I can take advantage of this. Yeah, and like I said, she was smart. So, like, she would sit there and, like, watch them all. She was, like, reading them and their personalities and how much they would spend and when they would lose and how they would react and their tells and all that stuff. She's like, this one's a safe better. This one's all in. This one's just bad Brad. He's just bad at the game. And, like, she was just so – she's so smart. Yeah. 
I love the scene. So when we get introduced to Player X, which I can't wait to talk about him. So Michael Sarah's character, Player X, walks in. He's like, oh, hi, I'm... And she was like, I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, right there, you're just big like, name. this is a big actor. Yep. This is a big person. And they started doing flashes of him on a red carpet and all this stuff. And then later to find out, oh, it's Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that's <laughs> what the rumor is. <laughs> I just... He's such an asshole. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, I have also heard that he's an asshole, but, like, actually seeing it and, like, knowing that he literally said this shit to her is just, like, flooring. I'm like, how do you have the audacity? I read into, obviously, we didn't have time to, like, read the book, but I read into some of the points that differ between the movie and the book. And um, Player X, like, supposedly Tobey Maguire, um, he wasn't the one that took the game away from her after that went down mm-hmm. um but he was the one that called her and said like oh. you're so screwed like interesting yeah like so, somebody else took the game away but he was the one that called her and like threw it in her face that's crazy I, that scene was very interesting in the sense of he wasn't wrong by saying you think they're here for you? Like, they're here to play with me. Because he was running it. I mean, and that's very well known as Tommy Ware. He's a great poker player. Everyone loved playing with him. And he would run these underground things, like run the table. And when he said that, and I think it really clicked with her of like, oh. Because she took it from her old, the game from her old boss. And she's like, yes, yeah, she, someone can easily do that to you. Yeah. But because she took the game from her old boss, she was like, I'm running this. Like, yeah. this is my gig. But... Yeah, he's not wrong, and, like, it sucks because she wasn't really, like I said, she was so smart, and she would, like, play all these men just the right way except for him. Yeah. And, like, maybe she wasn't attracted to him, or maybe he didn't, you know, he wasn't, like, schmoozing her up, but, like, yeah, she didn't, like, feed into him the way that, like, a a man just likes to be, like, paid attention to. Yeah. And, like, maybe flirt a little bit, even just, like, yeah, like, pay attention. Yeah. I mean, she would just disregard him. Well, especially because he, she was doing it to every... She was flirting with everybody but him. Yeah. And then I think it just hurt his ego. I yeah. Know. That's what I'm saying. Men just want, like... Men, men just want the attention. And this was, this was, like, prime Spider-Man. Like, it was, like, 2002. Just... He was top of his game. And I just find it so funny with how irrelevant Tobey Maguire is today. Like, oh, yeah. You're not hot shit, my guy. Nah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he still has a lot of money. But, like... Oh, yeah. um, I really liked after that happened. And he called her and was like, you're so fucked. And she had this moment. And she was like... I, again, loved her narration. Her voiceover. And she was like, I was humiliated. I was, you know, depressed. And... But then she's like, but you know what makes me feel better about losing? Winning. And she immediately was just ready for the next thing. She was like, no, I need to be back on top. And she made an even bigger game in New York and just moved right along. What I'll say, have you watched any interviews of the real Molly Bloom? No. She is a great speaker. Like she, like the narration that Jessica Chastain does, like Molly Bloom literally talks like that. Oh, I watched this whole, um, like podcast with her and she literally is just like, it's like she was giving a Ted talk. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. I was like the way you word this and she essentially kind of laid out her, like talked about her whole story on this podcast. Um, 
in a very, it's like I watched the movie again, like in a very similar kind of outline. It, it was great, but she's very, very educated person and, yeah. and just as honest and all that. That's cool. Yeah. While we're talking about Tobey Maguire, let's talk about who else was on the list. Yes. So Tobey Maguire was one that was mentioned in, I don't, did she mention him in the book? He was definitely mm. mentioned in the court case by the other guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that there, well, my research showed one, two, three, four, including Tobey Maguire that were named in the court case. And it follows similarly what happened in the movie is like, she didn't name anyone in the book that wasn't already named by this other court case that had already been leaked to the media. Yeah. Um, so basically everybody already knew. And the other names that came up were Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, um, I saw Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I also saw A Rod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I recently not listed, but have later, you know, come out. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, okay. And, uh, Pete Sampras. I don't know who that is. Who dat? I don't know who that is. But not surprised about Leo at all because Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire are besties. Like actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. So they live such different lives. Completely. From what I've seen is Leo kind of treats Toby kind of like a little brother and all this stuff. When in reality, I just think they were both making a lot of money at the right time. They just like to party. And yeah. And they just protected each other with all the shenanigans they would get into. Interesting. And Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are also besties. So I bet they're just yeah. a group of besties hanging out. I did find the Ben Affleck A-Rod connection a Ooh. little funny. I was like, <laughs> did you play at the same table? That's fun. That is fun. Well, because at that time, Ben had to have been with um, J-Lo, right? Or already had been, and then A-Rod was next. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It might have been before A-Rod, so... Because it was early 2000s yeah. when all this was happening. Oh, speaking of early 2000s, the fashion, the cell phones, Ooh, like, whoa, y'all. Yeah. Honestly, and 100% these games still go on today. Oh, Absolutely. But I'm sure at that time, it was a lot easier to keep it hush-hush. Like, especially with the phones, no social media. Yeah. So it was just, you had to just avoid paparazzi at that point and tabloids, but... Yeah, I feel like now... Because they didn't even have, like, camera phones. Right. I feel like nowadays, they would have to, like, check their phones at the door. Oh, yeah. No recording. Yeah, no. no. I mean, there's... People could get in so much trouble. When I think about how much Molly Bloom knows about the most successful people in this world right now... Yeah. She could destroy lives. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing about like the list of celebrities that were involved is like that's a that those are the ones that were named in that case. So that's kind of all we know. But also, B, those are kind of the, all the ones that we like care about because like yeah. celebrities. But there's like CEOs and like Wall Street people and like big names. Yeah. I'm sure that were at these games. Big that, names, like, big money. Yeah, yeah. and it's like. Also a really big deal. Well, and especially in the New York game. Right, right, right. Speaking um, of like, Steve from Stranger Things. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> little trust fund kid. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was a funny little... <laughs> that was... I love that. Yeah. I... So, since we're talking about those big names in the podcast I was talking about that Molly Bloom was discussing, she went into detail about getting the movie made because she knew... Because, again, she didn't have any money. So, like... She didn't go to jail, which is great, but she still had zero dollars. They didn't give her her money back. 
So she had this book and she knew it would be a good movie, but she also knew how sensitive the subject matter was, especially with producers and maybe people that played in that game that didn't want to air out Dirty Laundry. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think that ever crossed my mind, but that's such a good point that I bet it was so hard to get that made. Mm-hmm. And she literally went, she like, I want Aaron Sorkin and I'm going to go. Oh, so really? she like called to book a meeting with him. And had to just, like, give him an elevator pitch and, like, really sell it to him of why he should make this movie and that it is a good idea. And uh, he full sent it. But I can only imagine, like, just those actors, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and Ben Affleck, like, all of them being like, fuck, they're making this movie. Especially Tobey Maguire, I bet, was like, do not make this movie. I just, like, yeah, I can't imagine what they were probably thinking and probably how hard they tried to get it shut down. Yeah, I bet. But also, like, somebody somewhere, you know, Aaron Sorkin or who else, like, definitely put their faith behind this because the cast that they ended up with and, like, the level that this, like, the level of, like, production and quality that this movie was made is, like, everybody, somebody somewhere decided this movie needs to happen. Yeah. And they did a great job. 100%. She also said that because the guy asked her, um, oh, like, did you make good money from it? Because, again, she's a money person and she didn't have any. She also owed a lot of money. That was yeah. the big thing. And she's like, I got a good deal. Because she, she's like, I know these people and I know these negotiations. And I did research on how a lot of our, like writers get screwed out of book deals and movie deals. And she's like, so she was like. I did fine. <laughs> Solid. It was great. I was like, good for you. She's great. I think we touched on most of like the the meat of the movie. Um, but towards yeah. the end is when things really start to go down. Molly starts taking drugs. The games get bigger and a lot bigger. And Molly has like a lot of people are in debt to her. Yeah. Or, like, in debt to the game, but, like, she's running it, so. Yeah, like, the buy-in gets bigger, and people start borrowing more than they have, and she has. Well, because they're addicted, so they're like, hit me. Hit me yeah. again, let me back in there. And yeah. they don't have the money. Yeah. They think they can win it back, but it's, like, it's also, like, gambling and poker is kind of, like, this weird little, like, you're just shuffling money around. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not even, it's chips. I'm just like, it's not even money. It, yeah. Honestly, it blows my mind. I don't know how it works. I'm like, whatever. I don't either. And then like, sometimes they would show them like tipping the girls with poker chips. And I'm like, where are you cashing that in? Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I know she has the cash, but I'm like, where are you, yeah. Where are you cashing it? And do you, do you have that much cash on you when someone walks out with like, I don't know, like $50 million or whatever. Yeah. It's like, do, how do they get that? I don't know. Bro, I was also thinking, how did she not have a security guard? Bro. You're a a female running this game full of... Out of your apartment. Yes. They They, know where you live. They are big, powerful men who are drunk and losing money with a temper. I'm like, the fact that she didn't multiple times get beaten up is shocking to me. Yeah, the fact that like the worst that happened was like... Uh, what, I forget his name, but that guy lost and he like beat up the deal, not beat up, but he just like shoved the dealer. Yeah. Um, and then she just threw him out and he just left willingly, which was great, but it's just like, it could have gotten a lot it worse. It could have gotten a lot worse. And like she had all female staff. I'm just like, it, it made me nervous. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot. I was like, 
why would you do this? Like, get a security guard. Especially because, like, it's kind of illegal. So, like, nobody knows that it's happening. Yeah. So, like, And, exactly. like, if somebody gets beat up, you can't really, like, take them to the hospital. Which has happened to her when yeah. she got, like, beat up by the um, mafia people. And she was like, I, I couldn't go to the hospital. Like, I couldn't call the police. You, anything. Yeah. Honestly, okay, I didn't really understand why because it's just like okay i i, I mean they're the mafia so yeah. they, this is just how, how, what they do and whatever but i was just like you offer her protection basically like in in exchange for money yeah and then she turns that down and then you beat her up yeah so it's just like i don't know because you turned down my business proposal because it's not really like they were going to be in partnership it, they were they would have just they just wanted money yeah from the research I did, it sounds like they were mad that she was running the biggest poker game in New York when they previously were running it because they were the ones in Brooklyn that was running the, the big pot and she was over in Manhattan. And um, I think they were mad about that and they didn't like that she was making all this money, mm-hmm. especially when some of their guys started going to her games. And so I think their proposal was less of a proposal and like, you're sharing oh, that with d- me. Oh, share or shut it, shut or it down. I'm going to shut it down. And by uh, shut it down, I'm going to hurt you. Damn. So, yeah. And uh, boy, did they. Because she was like, no, no. Like, I'm good. I don't want to be involved in this. And then, yeah, she got the shit beat out of her. Damn. Yeah, that was rough, honestly. I, so something, a scene that was really interesting to me that I enjoyed was, um, I can't remember his name, but at the New York game, the guy that ended up being an informant for the FBI Mm -hmm. that basically went up to her and said that he loved her. He was like, I'm in love with you. Oh, yeah. I loved her explanation of it because she was like, you're not in love with me. You love that I encourage your gambling and I listen to you and I make you feel important and I don't nag you like your wife and I don't annoy you and all this stuff. And I was like, that is... It's so true. It's yeah, like so it's a many, fantasy. Yeah, so many men loved her, and she's like, no, like, I, I only, I'm only this nice to you because I'm making a fuck ton of money off of your addiction. Like, yeah. look, and yeah, but that poor guy. And then he called her. He did warn her, which I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but that whole situation feels like it was probably adjusted for the movie just for like to make this guy a little more relevant of like oh i see i'm sorry like you know when he called her yeah um but i do know that because her dealer texted her and said fbi here don't don't come here and that's when she like left but yeah. whether she actually got the phone call from the guy that told the fbi i don't know right no i don't know but also after she gets beat up and she's just like in her apartment and she's like about to you know get the games going again she has this great line where she says she finds out that the mobsters like basically got rounded up by the FBI, which is like kind of foreshadowing to her game getting raided oh, by the FBI. Like yes. it was all intertwined. And then she was like, those guys were either laying low or they were in custody. Sometimes God happens fast. I was like, Ooh, yeah. that was good. Um, the fact that that happened and that that is a true situation that happened. Yeah. That's real. She's like, the timing couldn't have been better. Yeah. Otherwise, she would either like have gotten beat up again or gotten her game shut down or like they would have just like forced her to. Yeah. 
I don't know, pay them or whatever. She would have been fully involved with the Russian mafia and would have gone to federal prison. That's what kept her out of it in the end. That's true. They were like, she was not involved in any of this. She took a little bit of the pot for three months or whatever. And that's what got her to not go to jail. But if she, if those guys hadn't gotten arrested, she'd be fucked. She'd probably still be in prison to this day. Damn. And that's so it makes sense when she said sometimes God like works fast. Yeah. the universe was on her side. Uh, for reals. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, let's wrap up because we were right at the end. Dude. Okay. So she's struggling. She is at deposition for the case. And her lawyer, Charlie, is fighting on her behalf. I loved that scene of him just, like, going to bat for her. So good. Everything he said. And it, it like made me emotional. I was like, damn, for him to feel so passionately that she is so innocent and like to, you know, to let her go. He was like getting upset. Yeah. He was like, I know you and you need to listen to me. Like this is infuriating. And it, it was, it was a great scene and Idris did fantastic. Yeah. He was like, don't answer that. And she's like, no, if, (laughs) if there is a record, I want it to say that I did not exchange money for sex. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. Um, and then, so she's like kind of having a minute. She can only afford a pretzel for dinner. She's just like kind of having a breakdown. <laughs> just decides to go ice skating. Um, yeah. Dad shows up. Yeah. I was shocked. I thought it was a vision at first. Yeah. Like that she just thought she saw her dad. He just showed I, I don't even know how he knew where she was. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to book a ticket to New York. I'm going to try to find my daughter. Yeah. And just goes to Central Park or wherever she was. Like. Be what serious. Did, what did he say? Because she like saw him and like fell, but he said something of like, are you, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to get yourself killed or something? Or No, he, he said, he, she's like skating and she's like, well, again, she's having a mentee because she's like running away from, from like the, security. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Security, security. Um, and she's just like skating fast and she's like kind of losing it. And he says, bend your knees. Yeah. Okay. He's like coaching her. <laughs> yeah. It's asshole. Um, but then they, they kind of start chatting and she's like, what are you doing here? Like, I don't want you here and mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And he's just like not really having any of it. She like tries to leave a couple of times and he just goes, listen, I'm a very expensive therapist and I'm here to give you one free session. Yeah. I'm going to do what patients have been begging therapists to do for hundreds of years. I'm just going to give you all the answers. I, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's the best scene in the whole movie. It's, so good and it makes everything like it makes everything in the movie mean everything you know what i mean like it just wraps it all up for you i literally just got goosebumps because of his three questions like when the honestly the whole scene but i'm just thinking of like that last line when he's like you tripped over a stick that's what you did wrong (sighs) and it's just like and that just brings you back to the very beginning of the movie it's like what happened in her life that this is where she is right now. And it's like, you tripped over a stick. Yeah. But it's also like you tripped over a stick and you like didn't have that career anymore. But it's also like you could have pivoted. Yeah. He was like, you could have been a a successful lawyer. You would have been successful in whatever you decided to do. But you decided to do this. And that's when he says like, your addiction was having power over powerful men. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not, it's not about you. And he's like, well, it is a little bit, but like, he said, I'm, I'm hundred percent correct. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm positive. Yeah. <laughs> that this is what it was. <laughs> yeah. She didn't um, like that answer. No, that's really hard. I mean, daddy issues, like, girl. Yeah. But it's 
it's pretty evident, but it's also like, I don't know. I would say that her dad had a lot to do with it, but also like that is a powerful feeling Yeah, to have power over powerful men. And so like, I can see how she got sucked in that. Um, and then what really got me was he said, last question, I'll answer it, but you have to ask it. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Cause that just like, and parent, parent child relationships are really hard and you just like, you have all these thoughts and feelings from your childhood and you want to ask them and you, a are afraid of what they're going to say that it just like confirms your worst fears and B it's like, are they going to answer honestly? Are they going to like, do I want to have this conversation or we do we just want to keep sweeping it under the rug? Mm Mm-hmm. And she asked this. She said, why didn't you like me as much as my brothers? Yeah. And he said, I did. It just seemed at times that I didn't. Which at first I was pissed off about. And then he goes on to explain why. And I was like, oh, fuck. I liked the callback to the scene when she was younger and he would record her with questions of like, what what are your thoughts on marriage? And she's like, it's It's a a trap. trap. Yeah. And so... Who are your heroes? I don't have any. Yeah. I don't trust people. So when he was like, I knew you knew. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And she was like, I didn't know. And he's like, yeah, you did. You did. You didn't know what you knew, but you knew. You knew that he didn't say all this. I'm saying like, I am implying that he, he's basically saying like, you knew that I wasn't trustworthy. You knew that our marriage was not okay. And you knew that like, I wasn't someone to look up to. Yeah. yeah. And also you knew that like, whatever quote, like, the way that she interpreted it was like, I did something wrong and my dad hates me and my dad bullies me and coaches me and like admonishes me at the dinner, at the dinner table and things like that. But like, she didn't know why. And honestly, I don't think he did either. I don't Mm -hmm. think he was like consciously trying to be like, well, you know, she saw me and she needs to be punished for it or anything like that. It's just like, he said it himself. He was like, I was ashamed. And that's just how it came out. That's how I dealt with, what I did essentially yeah that was that was crazy I really liked the second question when she said like why why were you a bad husband or whatever and basically she called him an asshole and he was yeah. like look I raised three kids on a professor's salary one you know listing all of their achievements like Olympic like medalists like a draft pick, all this stuff. And he's like, and one started a multi-million dollar company with just her wits. And she said, I'm about to plead guilty in federal court. And he goes, well, nobody's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it was so beautiful because of like one, it showed that he was such a proud father, even of her, which she's convinced he's not. Mm -hmm. She convinced herself that she was a failure and just like, wasn't as good as her brothers. Yeah. And he's like, you did this incredible thing. And, and then he was like, and I don't like how you, cause she called him a bad father and he's like, look, I did. Cause he even said, he's like, I did the best I could. Yeah. And he's like, and I think I did a pretty good job considering how well my, my kids turned out mm-hmm. essentially. And it was, it's just such a beautiful scene. And even in the beginning when he was like, I'm not here to be a father. I'm, I'm here to be your therapist. Yeah. That was good. And then ends it with the whole thing. Like. 12 years ago, you tripped over a stick and that's what you did wrong. And he's like, therapy over. And I'm just like, literally a dream. Like, I just give me that. I mean, yeah. But also like, I mean, who wants a therapist as a parent? That's got to be hard. But like the fact that A, he's a therapist. So he was in tune enough to know 
I cheated on mom and I knew that you knew and that's how I reacted to the shame. Yeah. B, that he can, it's like, it's not like she had to do this process with a different therapist. It's like you're getting the answers from your dad while you're like doing the therapy. Um, and it's just like, it's just this full circle moment that gives you such an insight into like, cause uh, the other interesting thing is like the whole time you're watching the movie, which I've seen it before. So for your first watch, tell me like your experience because mm-hmm. you're watching this movie and you just like, it, it feels like you're, she's just telling you her life story and she's telling you about her dad and her childhood and competitive skiing and like all this stuff. But you, at first you're not really sure how it all ties in, but then like, I mean, in the very beginning, obviously we see she was injured and like pivoted careers, Mm -hmm. but basically like until this conversation at the very, very end, when it really just gets all wrapped up for you and everything that we saw throughout the course of the movie, just like, it just clicks. Yeah. It's really well done. Beautifully done. It's honestly insane. Um, Okay, and then so she goes to court to plead guilty. Mm -hmm. And then the judge, who is just the nicest person ever, is like, look, this is a bit much for someone who took, who did everything right for so many years and just took a little bit of the pot for like three months. And like definitely doesn't know anything about the Russian mob. Yeah, who's clearly not involved with all these other people and just gave her like so many hours of community service and then parole and just let her go. It does still suck that, like, after all of that, that, like, she still didn't get her money back and still has to pay and, like, she did plead guilty. So, like, (laughs) that is on her record. Yeah. I do want to say, I think there is something to be said that she was a white woman. I think that's... For sure. Helped, you know? Yeah. A little queer situation. So I think she's a little blessed there. And I don't think that should be overlooked, but... I thought it was interesting when that guy was like, oh, well, you're Irish. And she's like, I'm not Irish. <laughs> she's like, what? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, and that's also, like, that's early 2000s. 100%. Like, that's just the way the cookie crumbled back then. Yeah. How did this movie end? I don't remember. Was that kind of it? Like um, can we cut this? I yeah, sorry, Fallon. Let's cut this. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so she pleads guilty. That she's sentenced. And then um, that's kind of just how it ends. But during the voiceover is when she's like kind of recapping everything. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, what do I do now? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so like open-ended. And it's yeah. just like... It's true. Like we just watched her whole life and this whole chapter of it. And then like, it's the next chapter is so different. Yeah. Well, and like, she just got her life back. Like she was convinced she was going to prison. Yeah, that's true. We did kind of didn't mention that. Like she, the FBI were like raiding her game. She ran away and they were like, Oh, well, if you're done, we're not coming after you. They basically were like, you're good. They took her money. Mm -hmm. And then two years later is when they came back to get her. So I didn't, I didn't catch that actually. I I guess I just thought, I didn't know that there was a confirmed, we took your money. We're not coming after you. I thought it was like more of a like unspoken thing. Like, well, they're not coming after me. So I guess I'm good. Yeah. I I guess that they didn't actually say like, we're done coming after you, but they definitely just like kind of stopped the search, I guess. But it was just, it is crazy because she fully felt very comfortable 
you know, two years later, nothing happened. And then they show up so aggressively at her apartment with machine guns and all this stuff and arrest her. And said, like, United States court versus Molly Bloom. Yeah. Wild. That was crazy. Yeah, overall, great movie. I'm so glad you watched it. I love that that was, like, a random little... Like you just turned it on and yeah, I mean thanks to that one guy <laughs> Shout on TikTok. Out TikTok. <laughs> but I mean this movie was I mean it got so many nominations at the Oscars like best writing, best actress, best screenplay like well deserved. I just don't think that many people have seen this movie and I think that needs to change. Yeah, same. Like so I don't good. know why this isn't a bigger deal. It's a great movie. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about Pain Hustlers, just dropped on Netflix with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt, also Catherine O'Hara, um, and also the guy that plays Bad Brad in oh, Molly's Game. Well, look at that. I'm looking at IMDb right now, and I'm like, what are you doing here? Ariana, what are you doing here? I'm interested to see their chemistry in this movie. Same. And apparently, they're like friends in real life, and they were like trying to get a project together for a while. Fun. And this one like finally clicked for like both of their schedules and like both of the roles that they wanted to play. So I feel like it's going to be really good. I'm excited. Very excited. We'll talk about that next week. Bye.